Hi guys, and welcome back to Motor Up Sports. I'm Kenny Eaton, and with me again today is the boy, Grant Kenny. Fogo. Dang, I think that's the coolest introduction I've ever gotten. I don't think I've ever been introduced in such a cool way. And once again, you got such a striking glow to you today, Ken. Whose jersey are you wearing? Okay. The, the same jersey I got kicked out of the Tigers game with. So you're in a bad I remember I was there. Oh yeah, they were they were on fuck shit that night. And you know what though? You were the one who saved the city. You got yeah, it I done. Did. I mean, we got, got Alavila. You got Alavila out. Like, who's next? Who who needs to be gone next? Does Dan Campbell need to be gone? Are we done? Oh, I'm fucking done with it. I'm done. Over six on fourth downs, and there's still people in this fan base defending him. There's still people all over saying, "Wow, he really wants to win." And if you think he's not gonna win, then nobody's ever gonna win here. Well, you know what the Lions just do at this point? I read it on Twitter. I'm just going to say it. Just cut your ties with him and move on. He's clearly not the guy. I get it. He really wants to win here. But the guy's an idiot. He coaches like an idiot. I mean, come on. We're talking about 0 for 6 on fourth downs. You lost to a third-string quarterback and Geno Smith back-to-back weeks, and they didn't just, like, beat you. They torched you. So I'm over it. I'm so over this. It's just ridiculous how bad this is going. When the coach starts with four wins and he's now going into a bye week, five games into his second season, that's a little unacceptable to me. Look, even and he had double the wins that he had at this point in their careers. It is ridiculous. It is disgusting. And things need to change because this is out of hand. It is not the players that are losing these games. It's coaching. They're putting the players in bad positions to win. I don't think you can disagree with that, Grant. Kenny, I am just as distraught with uh, – I'm on the same page as you about last week's game. How do you go from putting up 45 points to zero points within a matter of seven days? That is beyond me, and that's for coaching to handle. And to be, yes, I don't trust either, but, Kenny, it's too early. It's too stinking early. He doesn't know what he's doing. He has no I, idea. He's got a staff around him, people to help him. He's got to, if he, if, no, no, he, and I'm not even going to go as far to say he doesn't know what he's doing, okay? His philosophy did not pay off last Sunday. They were over how many on fourth down. They've been pretty strong on fourth down otherwise. You got to contribute injuries. This team has been so riddled with injuries. This team showed no discipline on Sunday. That, that was another thing. That falls on them. You know how many penalty flags in comparison to other weeks these past weeks? It was ridiculous. It was insanity, but it is too early. You got to pump the brakes on the sending Dan Campbell. I, too, get wrapped up in the hype of him. Hard Knocks comes on. He tells them, the Detroit Lions will be the Detroit Lions. And And they're straight playing like the Detroit Lions. And that's what's going on. Horrible. Look. It's different than, than Patricia because you actually have a likable guy, but I'm sorry. I mean, the guy doesn't know his X's and O's. His defense has sucked back back years. I get it. There's injuries all over the place. But the inability to develop Hutchinson has been driving me crazy as well. They're not even using him correctly. When Bailey Zappi jukes you out and you have a clean look and shot on him and you miss, and he's been doing this all year. That was just the worst out of all of them. They're not using him right. You know he's bad in a three-point stance. I, and I see, I see the pro football focus stats. I see things out here, there about 
Aiden Hutchinson, I also do not care. You're not passing my eye, my eye test as the second overall pick. You're not. Aiden Hutchinson is more most definitely been a letdown. And I would say every single player on that defense has been a letdown, ex- except for the exception of Rodriguez, Malcolm Rodriguez, who he's only blown away the standard because he was a sixth-round draft pick. He Most sixth-round draft picks, not most, many do not make the team or see year two. So that's the only reason that he has blown expectations. So that's why I try not to get too crazy on Malcolm Rodriguez. I, he's a sixth-round draft pick who is playing well. This team's playing terrible. This defense is trash. I wasn't worried about the offense before this week. But zero points and letting a third-string quarterback in Zappi tear you apart is inexcusable. It is inexcusable, and I think at this point, this is where changes need to be made. Aaron Glenn, done. Over it. I'm over. This is the time you make the changes today because you have a bye week to try to fix this defense with a new D.C., I don't know who you promote. I don't know who's even worthy of a promotion right now to be the DC the rest of the year. I don't know. It is such a mess. I think they had any sort of brain. Yeah, Ben Johnson got exposed this week. Charles got factor in. He's down Chark. He's down JMO all year. And I, I'll get to all the second round pick talk later. And these hurt players. But you're down a lot of old linemen. Yeah, zero points is inexcusable. And I agree. But the offense all year can catch a break because they still would have lost that game this week anyways, even if they were putting up points. Because still, the Lions do best if they find ways to lose games in any way possible. So, you know, this week, they're like, how about we let Matt Patricia let offense with a third-string quarterback come fuck us up? How about we go out there and, and how about we just don't score after we put up 45, 35, 36? You're putting up all these points every week. And then you just want to lay a goose egg. This team had any sort of a brain. You, you, you cut your ties with Campbell now, just like with what the Zona Cardinals did with uh, Josh Rosen. If you know this guy is not your guy going forward, you cut your ties now and you do a whole coaching search this offseason to find somebody else because I don't think he's the guy. Well, Josh, was, <clears throat> Josh Rosen was the quarterback. Yeah, the, the, the Cardinals, they cut, they moved on from him oh, after a year. I'm talking about just moving on. You cut your ties and move on. Okay, I understand what you're saying. There's no point and in dragging that, this out. Then what's the point of dragging this out? This is because 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 progress. Because as much as we would love for this team to be a nine-win team this year, right now, unrealistic expectation to begin with. I blame I hard knocks. I blame hard knocks. I blame the fans. I blame myself. But this team needs to progress. So I hate to make an ultimatum. I hate to say, you know, if this doesn't happen, then I won't be happy at that date. But if this team does not progress two or three more wins, if we do not win five or six games by the end of this season, if we're at four wins, five wins, that is the point you let Dan Campbell go. That's not enough progress. As long as you are progressing, this team has progressed from last season. They looked great at the end of the season, or at least aspects of the team. Jared Goff has looked good, an exception of Sunday. Maybe we can chalk this one up to being a bad game. Maybe there is a swing around point for this team, and maybe it is after the bye. I think it's easy to get wrapped up. I think you fix your defense in two weeks. I think you blame a fluke week on the offense. And if Dan Campbell doesn't win six games, 
But in the end of the season, yep, him and everyone else has got to go. We'll keep Ben Johnson. I guess we'll do something with him. That's what I was going to say, though. You can't can him right now. You, you deal with the defensive coordinator BS right now. That's what you got. That's your first priority. But at the end of the season, five wins, six wins, and you're like, this is not your guy going forward. It's clear he's not after the season. They won three last year, right? So they can't give me six this year. You got to start looking somewhere else. It's not the player's fault really right now. And because you see us every game, you saw it against the Vikings. He coaching error there. Seahawks, they didn't get a stop against Geno Smith. And then this week, 0 for 6 on fourth downs. You're setting the defense, which is the worst in the league, up on the 40, 50-yard line every time with their backs against the wall. What do you expect them to really do? It, it is the fact that Campbell has not put them in a position to win all year that is concerning me the most. And I am not excusing the actions of Dan Campbell. I would say Dan Campbell lost Sunday's game against the Patriots the second he decided to go forward on fourth and inches, and they handed it to Jamal Williams in the fullback position. Boom. That was the second you Boom. lost the game. The game was – so, I, Kenny, do not get me wrong. I am not a Dan Campbell sympathizer, empathizer, or Pfizer, or Pfizer, or Moderna. None of them. Dan Campbell lost last week's game. Lost fighting the game against the Vikings. He 100% and he goes up on the podium. This is 100% my fault. Well, yeah, no fucking shit. But this is every week he says the same thing. That's my problem. It's always his fault. Why, when is it somebody else's fault? It's always your fault. That's concerning to me. That you are the reason why this team is losing. I think he's done in you know, two or three weeks. Honestly, did you see the press conference after the game? I, I didn't watch the entirety of it. I saw that clip. I saw a 45-second clip. Yeah, of him saying, well, this is as bad as it can get. Oh, yes. We've hit yeah. rock bottom. We've hit rock no. bottom. Name no, a coach. we haven't. Name a coach in, in the history of football that has said those lines and has not been fired three weeks later. You know what? That is the scary thing. The fact that he says it now thinking, no, it could definitely get worse than this. And that's what everyone's fearful of. All right, everyone wants to win games, yes, but no one wants to freaking suck. We freaking sucked on Sunday. The Lions freaking sucked. The offense sucked. The defense sucked. Special teams sucked. The only person, really, Jack Fox is consistently the only good player. Agreed. Each week, the punter. The punter. The, the punter. Last years, the last three years now. It's a joke. It's and, a joke. Know, moving into Brad Holmes. I think it's ridiculous right now that your whole draft strategy is, oh, we're going to draft every single second-round pick that's hurt. We're going to draft hurt picks in the third round, fourth round. We're going to hope and pray they're going to stay healthy. And we're going to hope and pray they, they hit the field and they're as good as they were in college and we'll get better. Very you, you skipped draft. around, Kenny. You skipped around first-round pick. But it's first-round picks outside JMO. But outside JMO, they haven't been hurt. Aiden is soft. I could have picked Panay Sewell in my sleep. I, I You can't give him Panay Sewell. Anybody going to draft him? Hutchinson sucked, number one. J-Mo hasn't hit the field yet. At this point, I just sit him the rest of the year and play for a draft pick and hope and pray he comes back. Waiting on, you're right. Waiting on Pascal. Waiting on too many elements. Yeah. And then on top of that, you're signing injury players. You're right. If I'm being Campbell, I'm looking to Brad Holmes and being like, hey, buddy, you're kind of fucking me here. You You put me in a situation not to win now. So that's where... I am at the defense of Dan Campbell. You can't fire him now. You can't fire him three weeks. I still trust Rad Holmes. 
made some questionable decisions in taking risks on players that are injured or battling injury or have the potential risk of injury. But I, if I'm Dan Campbell, I'm looking at Brad Holmes like, hey, fuck, man. This is the one thing I will catch Campbell. I don't want to give him a break, but I'll give him a break. It's the injuries, like you said. But that's kind of inexcusable when you're coaching. You know what I mean? If he's coaching a good game and they're losing games because they're hurt, I'm okay with losses right now. But it's the fact that he's bonehead decision after bonehead decision every single week and they're losing games, but he hasn't put them in the position to win. And that's my concern. And Brad Holmes has done a horrible job, I think, so far. Yeah, he's hit on St. Brown, Rodriguez. Outside of that, what has he really done so far? None of his picks are hitting the field. Sewell was, I could have made, and it's just getting ridiculous at this point that I'm just sick of the losses. I'm sick of like hearing the same shit every single year. I hear the same words, things are going to get better. We're looking up. Things are going to turn around. And then the season hits after everybody buys in, and this team is the same shit as they've always been. This year feels different because – they just suck. And they actually look like a good team early on. Now they just suck. The air has been taken point. out of this team. The air is out of the team. They're done. Moving into my last question, and then we'll move into Michigan State, is will the Lions win five games this year? I'm in a position. I bought in. We all bought in. I blame Park Knox. And because I've bought in so hard, I, I fell in love with this woman so badly, and she's hurt me already on our first date. I'm scared to go back to, for a second date. I bought into this woman, though. She was beautiful on Instagram. And she she was real slick in the DMs, and she, her booty's great. But she hurt me on the first date. I don't know if I want to go to a second date, and I don't think I want to let my brain and my hope and my heart think that this team will win to five wins. I don't think this team will get to five wins. No. Me neither. I don't think so. The air is out. They suck. I mean, they were playing really hard up until this week. And I think this week after the first quarter, it was like, we're done. We're not going to do anything. We'll move into Michigan State now. When do we start questioning Mel Tucker? Because I'm at that point. I know a lot of this campus is still riding his cock like he's a good coach. I don't think so. I don't think he's a good coach. You hired a 5-7 and seven coach. You rolled the dice on an extension on a 5-7 and seven coach. And guess what? You're getting a 5-7 and seven coach out of him. Another story. I think he's horrible. I don't think he has done a good job this year at all. I don't think he get, did a good job his first year. Granted, you catch him a break there because what can you do coming in? Or right before COVID, right before signing day, and then having to build a whole new team during COVID. Scratch the first year. But this year, he's clearly coaching like he's five and seven, four and eight, three and nine. I think this year, you had a off season upgrade, everything, and you didn't. You know, it's, it's a joke. It's really a joke what Michigan State football has become this year. And I'm really starting to think these recruits ain't staying, and this is it. This is going to be another rebuild here because that 11-2 and two year, you got all your recruits off hype. Well, there's no more hype around MSU anymore. What's the hype? You come here, you bust on defense because you can't develop a defense under Tucker. You come here on offense, you don't have an old line, so why should you come here? Talk about deflated. Talk about deflated. Michigan State really had a weak – Weak, 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 weak showing. I would not as bad as the Lions, and it's funny that we're categorizing two lesser bads. What's worse? What's what smells more like shit? Michigan State or the Lions? I think for the sake of Michigan State, 
they're okay. If you are Michigan State, I think you can go into another year of rebuild, although no one wants to. And I don't necessarily think they're in an exact position they need to rebuild. But you have Mel Tucker long-term. You had an 11-win season last year. Of course, you want to go and put up similar numbers. You want to put up similar win count. And I'm not saying Michigan State fans should settle and they should be content with a, a terrible season. And I'm not convinced that Michigan State will get the five or six wins. I think, though, Peyton Thorne is not your guy. Remember, Mel Tucker could be. Remember, Mel Tucker could be, and he can turn this thing around. You might just not have the right personnel from last year, and I know we keep circling around to this, but Kenneth Walker, I think, was a huge component to their success last year and to the added expectation this year. I think that it's coaching errors that's killing this team. They And they don't have the talent, clearly, on defense. Because if they had an ounce of talent, they might actually let up 31 points instead of 49 every week. I, I think the defense is such a joke, and he tried to fix it, didn't. And it's clear that building through a portal doesn't really work. Unless your name is Texas and you get Quinn Ewers, building through the portal. But it's not even really working for them. It's not even really okay, working. Okay, no, no, Texas – they have yours all year. They're they're gonna go twelve and all. They would have won the Big Twelve. They might have won the Natty. Then yours all year. That's how good I think Quinn yours is. But that's beside the point. I think that you tried to build through the portal with three star transfers, four star transfers, and it doesn't work. And if you're gonna build through the portal this offseason, you gotta bring in four and five star portal players. You gotta get the big dudes from Bama. You gotta get the big dudes from Georgia. Not a mere speed dudes. Because you know if Bama and Georgia are letting a guy go and he's not going to another SEC school or another Power 5 blue blood, he's clearly not that good. And they clearly do not need him. And that's what he's showing right now with Amir Speed. Georgia, they just let a six-year senior walk to Michigan State, a starter for a lot of his time last year. And he sucks. So building through the portal might not be the smartest thing. I don't know. I, I want to hear your opinion on this. But I think it's how he tried to fix the situation. It's clearly not working. It won't work next year. I think that is the large appeal to Mel Tucker that I still think Michigan State fans need to be settled on is the attractiveness of going to play for Mel Tucker. Right. There has been coaching errors, X's and O's errors, and just I don't, I don't know if it's overall mindset, but this, they don't look like dogs like they were last year. The portal, it's not panning out quite yet for Mel Tucker, but I think future players will still continue to come through the portal. Maybe it's this swipe through of the portal. It's not hot. It's not working for Michigan State. The beauty of the portal, it's still there. Mel Tucker will still be there. You still get to try guys through the portal. I think there might have, he might have had a particular emphasis on trying to uh, establish through the portal. Because like you mentioned, these guys on defense, these SEC rejects, is exactly what they're looking like. They're not playing even at a very high level to Big Ten comparison. So I think Mel Tucker continued to acquire through the portal. But I think if that's if that's your emphasis, if that's the, the starting block, you got to change it up because it's not working. And I want to circle back around the thorn with you. And I'm at the point, too, where it's like, 
got to try something else at this point. I get it's a senior year. It sucks. But when you play this bad, and, you know, I've been pretty much saying that it's not Thorne's fault. He should stay the starter. You know, you've heard me say this the last couple of weeks. After last week, he's not your starter. You can't move the ball with him. Now, granted, you can't get a run game going. Granted, your old line is a piece of shit. But is there really – the question right now is, do you think Noah Kim can do more? I don't know. I mean, at this point, you need a change of scenery, at least to start next game. The question for you is, will Noah Kim do any more than what Thorne's doing, or is this just throw back up in and see what happens? Uh, no, put Noah Kim in because Peyton Thorne won't be there next year. And well, also – Because Hauser's your quarterback next year. It's hard at a collegiate level to wash the guy that you've been with and who's gone and who's been your guy. But we just seen Michigan do it with Cade. Cade took this team farther than what Peyton Thorne has taken this team. This team is terrible this year. Michigan is good this year. Not great, not amazing. But the, it, the fact that Michigan was able to make that decision and put Cade aside, I think that's the, your clear decider. If Peyton Thorne is not your guy, you move on now. You move on now. And Ken, I'm going to hold, I have receipts. I, I'm like a pretty girl with all these receipts. You said at the beginning of the year you would rather have Peyton Thorne over the combination of J.J. and Cade, and I'm sure you are surely sorry for it. Yeah, and moving into Michigan because we're talking about J.J., and I'm not 100% sold on this Michigan team right now, especially after last week. That second half, I mean, Michigan dominated. That's exactly what Michigan needed to do in the first half. And somebody made a great point. And I'll agree with them is that when Mike Hart collapsed in the first half, it's really hard to focus back in and win a game. They did that in the second half. I think that Michigan's a good team this week. Great. That's to be seen. This week is where you see if Michigan's a great team. I think they take care of business that week at home. If this is at Penn State, there's a whiteout. You can chalk that game away. But it's at the big house, noon kickoff, maze out. I expect the Michigan win this week. I think that Michigan should still walk into Iowa State 11 and 0, but this week's a telling week for them. They win this week, walk into their bye undefeated, and then have to play a, a Michigan State team that's deflated. I mean, Michigan should run the table going into Ohio State, realistically speaking. I think that this week, this is you gotta win. You know? I like Michigan. I like Michigan at home for being at home stake also. This is the first real test they have had. And touching back to last week when talking about when Mike Hart went down, uh, this the offense, the team went to a halt when Blake Corum went to a halt. And he was obviously very emotionally struck by the whole incident. He had no yards for the rest of that entire half. He had that huge 50, 60 yard run, got it down to the one, punched it in, touchdown, first drive, cashed my first. Um, or catch that uh, Blake Corn first touchdown drive score. So that was huge. Shout out Blake Corn. But then he stalled out, and the offense stalled out. And J.J. McCarthy looked less good without Blake Corum looking awesome. So I think that, that was a large insight to J.J. McCarthy's good. J.J. McCarthy's better when Blake Corum's there. I don't think that's a really a concern for J.J. next year because can Donovan be better than Blake? I mean, that's very possible. So – Talking about J.J. now, I think he's done an okay job. He hasn't impressed me. He hasn't sold me. This is the week. He hasn't impressed you? He's been good. His completion rate is high. His completion I, rate is high. I get it. But the, 
he's not the reason they're winning these games right now. Quorum's winning them the games. This is a week where if Quorum gets shut down, because Penn State's run D, I think, is pretty solid. Like, it's, a, it's the best run D they're going to play going into Ohio State. So let's say they shut Quorum down to under 100 yards. You're going to have to force JJ to make plays. This is the week he's going to make plays. Yeah, this is the week he's got to make plays. And he did throw for 300 yards in last week's game, but they did all come in the second half when Blake Corum started up. Right. They have to establish a run early, and we'll, we'll get more into this Friday. J.J. hasn't impressed me, but J.J. hasn't done anything to say this guy sucks. Like, he's just doing what a good quarterback does. Win your games. That's all you got to do is win your games. And it's funny. That's what they were – this is what exactly what was being said about Cade last season where it was, Cade's not flashy. He's far from flashy. Neither is JJ. JJ, he does have that. He's got the speed, the outburst of speed, but JJ really isn't as flashy, and he isn't the reason why they've won games. No. He's not. He's got to be the reason. He's got to be the reason they win against Penn State at home. You, you can't have a loss going into Ohio State expecting to win the Big Ten. And as well, he has to do that against Michigan State because you and I don't know. Yeah, Michigan State should on paper get blown out, but we all know when that game happens, it's never a blowout. So he's okay. I think this year is going to be different. I think so. Last year, I agree. Michigan was favored, yes, but Kenneth Walker really, I know, change a game. Not every guy can change a game, but Kenneth Walker was a guy. This year, they don't have a guy. They don't. They don't have a guy. I get it, but it's the Super Bowl for Michigan State. It's our Super Bowl. They're, they play for that game every year. So I agree. You have it's nothing to play for at this point but Michigan. You beat Michigan. Michigan has everything to lose. State has nothing to lose. That's scary. I'm just saying it will be a game. I, I guarantee Michigan wins this game. But, okay. The, no, no. I, I'll go as far to say it will be close in one of the halves. Either it's the first half or the second half. I think either Michigan starts to an early lead, maybe blows it, or it's a close game in the first half, and then Michigan runs away with it. But I cannot see Michigan State winning this game. No, I don't either, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's a 10-point game at that. Michigan State, they don't have to pray, but they better hope they beat Wisconsin. They don't beat Wisconsin. They don't want a game the rest of the season. A bunch of tests. Lions had a test last week. They failed. Michigan, Michigan State, I think their final test this week, too. Well, not final, final test, but midterm, so to speak. Yeah, I agree. I want to move into one last segment now, and then I'm going to let you go, Grant, because I know you got to get going. So, final segment is, has the bar been set too low for Detroit sports? I'm going to start with you, Grant. What do you think? We're excluding Michigan and Michigan State. Correct. If we're just talking about the, the four major sports. Correct. Cities like Chicago, cities like Boston, cities like Atlanta now, pretty much everywhere has a championship within the past five years, in the past four years even maybe. The city's expectations is too low, but I also know what happens when the expectations get too high. You get let up for disappointment. So they might be too low, but fuck it, that's fine. I'd rather be miserable than be disappointed. This is what I will say. Boston, they win a championship every two years. New York, they expect championships. L.A., Chicago, Dallas, 
back championships every year. It should be the same in Detroit. It should be the exact same here. When have we gone from let's win a title every year in the 2000s with the Pistons, with the Red Wings, with the Tigers, you know, for the 2000s, the expectation here was win championships. And they got a few. That should be the expectation now. Our expectations have gone from let's win a championship every single season to let's just get to the playoffs. It's kind of pathetic. You know, this is a city of champions. Pistons have three. Red Wings have been a dynasty. They were a dynasty for 27 years, and they have more rings than most teams in the NHL. The ongoing joke on the ongoing joke on the Pat McAfee show about the Detroit Lions is that they'll be happy with 10 wins, six losses, one tie, and a playoff appearance. Agreed. Because you're right. We're not even content. We'll be happy with just showing up, not even winning, just showing up. The city would be happy. That's why I don't want the expectations to be raised because then we'll get a bunch of slap happy fucks for no reason. Right. You need to start winning games. I think you make a playoffs. That's a big, that's the biggest thing Detroit needs right now. It's just to feel a postseason again, feel a meaningful game. When is the last time we felt a meaningful game outside Michigan, Michigan State in the last 10 years? I mean, outside of the Tigers down in 2014, I haven't felt a meaningful game since then. I need that rush. I need that drug back in my veins. You know, I'm watching the postseason for MLB right now, and it's like, I just miss it. I miss, even though we never won anything, I miss walking into October knowing that my team could win something. Just knowing they could. And yeah, that feeling sucks so much when they lose, but that feeling of thinking you can win something is a feeling that nobody feels outside of when your team's winning. And I miss that feeling so much. The feeling of just, I think we have a chance. Right now, nobody has a chance. Right now, what's our expectation? Make the playoffs for the Pistons, make the playoffs for the Red Wings. That's our expectations right now. It's kind of pathetic, man. Like, yeah, I get it. We're walking out of a rebuild with the Pistons and Red Wings. That will probably change next winter. Then the expectation is going to become make the conference finals. Then two years, three years from now, it's going to be lots of championships. You and I both know that's the expectation that's coming up. But right now, I mean, the last six years, like Chris Caslani has said, we've had rebuild after rebuild after rebuild after rebuild, and nothing's happening. And I think at this point, we need to stop hearing the fucking words rebuild, and we need our, all of our owners to put their money right where their mouths are and start spending. Because I'm over this. I'm over You're right. This. We, need a, we need a new word for rebuild. I'm going to start getting triggered. We do. Because, because, but it's still going to be a rebuild, whether we change the name or not. But please change the name for my sake, because honestly, can't handle it. I can't handle it either. And like Scott Harris, he's walking into a horrible situation. He's going to have to get rid of everybody. He's going to have to rebuild again. It sucks. The only thing I'm asking for all Christmas this year is, Chris, it'll just open up your checkbooks and spend on free agents. Please, just get out yes. of your way out of this. Like It's just at the point where it's like, everybody needs to stop fucking around and put their money where their mouth is. Yeah. And Kenny, I hope Jewish Santa gives you exactly that. I hope Chris Illich starts writing checks like a slut in church. <laughs> I do too, because I'm over it. Same, same with the Fords. Sell the team. Matt Ishbia would, would gladly buy them. He saw he put a bid on Denver. Look, Ishbia might have given the dumbest contract out in college sports history to Tucker. It's to be seen, but it's sure looking like it right now. But at least he has shown that he wants to spend. Buy the Tigers, buy the Lions. I'm serious because he needs. we need somebody that wants to spend money and be good. 
Yeah, when you spend money, you're going to make mistakes. We saw it with Dombrowski. He made a few. He, he's doing, he did the same thing with the Red Sox. He's doing the same thing with the Phillies. He's made a few mistakes. But when you spend money in sports, good things happen to you. And we have not spent money. The Lions have never spent the money they should be spending. The Tigers haven't spent since Mike's been alive. At this point, something needs to change. Ishbia needs to buy a team. And Dan Gilbert, too. Matt Ishbia is buying a team here. What has he done in Cleveland? He drafted LeBron. I mean, it was common sense to draft LeBron and bring him back. You're right. He hasn't done much. Well, actually, the Cavs are good again. They're good now. They're good now. But it's to be seen this year. You know, it's all hype and it's all talk, like we've been saying with the Lions. They look on paper like the future of the NBA. You're right. You're right. It is all talk. It is all on paper. Let's wrap this one up, Grant. I know you got to get going to work. So I'll be back again on Friday. And then starting next week, now the Pistons are starting again. We're going back to Monday, Wednesday, Friday. A lot of basketball talk on Wednesdays. Football, 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 hammer away on Fridays. I have a Pistons special actually coming out next Wednesday. with one of my Fox, it'll be funny. It'll be a good episode. Everyone will really like that. Monday, we'll recap again. Friday, we'll preview the weekend. So I'll see you guys then. Have a good one. Thanks again, Grant, for coming on. Of course. I just want to close off. I, I thought about like a Motor Up Sports theme song that you could open and close the show with. I want to hear it. And it goes like this. Ready? Close the show with this. Ready? Cut it right after this. All right. This was Motor Up Sports. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun.